Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness. It's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. All righty, welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host, Jared St. Clair. I'm here with you every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. I am once again looking out over beautiful Salt Lake City. There's still some snow up in the hills. Maybe that's new from the big rainstorm we had in, in the valley last night. I'm not really sure, but it's it's a beautiful day. It's a little overcast, a little cloudy, but I love that. Man, when I woke up this morning and uh, got going, uh, I was about 6.30, 7 o'clock, the, there, were, there was this thick cloud cover over the top of the mountains, the Wasatch Mountains, and it was absolutely beautiful. Do not forget to pay attention to the beauty of nature. Okay, so Vitality Radio, as you know, is, uh, well, maybe you don't. Maybe you, maybe you just stumbled onto the show accidentally. That happens to most people. You know, they're listening to golf, and then all of a sudden some guy comes on talking about vitamins, and some people are like, whoa, this guy's boring and then they leave I, I guess that probably happens i never hear about those people but some people stay and they listen to vitality radio because they think there's some good information and for those of you who stay i sure appreciate you again my name is jared st Clair. i bring this show here to you to try and help educate you on the things that i think the mass media is under educating or not educating at all on we're going to talk today about antibiotics we're going to talk today about sports nutrition we're going to talk about what's the difference between the different protein supplements out there how do you know if you've got a good one or a bad one what's the difference between the different kinds of whey protein and is whey protein protein even a good idea can you digest whey protein how well do you digest whey protein is creatine safe for athletes is it safe for young athletes does it work does it do anything what about stuff like beta alanine arginine citrulline we're going to talk about all that stuff today i think it's going to be a pretty fascinating show there's some amazing research i'm going to share with you to help you decide what you ought to be using to enhance your workout and enhance your results in the gym and we'll also even talk about the endurance stuff because man it's may right so it's time to get out the bike if that's what you're into it's time to start swimming to get ready for those triathlons it's time to start running to get ready for those marathons it's all about fitness today that's what we're going to talk about on Vitality Radio. Now, Vitality Radio is brought to you by Vitality Nutrition and Bountiful at 107 South, 500 West. We've been there for 39 years. Well, not at that location, but in business for 39 years, helping you figure out what you need to do supplementally to improve your health. That's what Vitality Nutrition is all about. If you have questions about anything you hear on the show, you can call us there, 801-292-6662. And if you like the show and you want to hear more episodes, please join us at VitalityNutrition.com. Click on the Vitality Radio link, and you'll see show after show after show listed by date. The topics are all there. If you want to pick and choose, you can uh, take a look and uh, share those with your friends as well. Also, join us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Vitality Radio is where you find us. It is a good place to interact with what we're talking about here. Okay, without further ado... I read an article, just started to, in fact, I didn't even read the article. I was on a plane coming back from a trade show I was at last weekend, 
And what I do before I get on the plane is I preload my phone, this really cool app called Pocket. If you don't have it on your phone, you should get it. It's pretty cool. So I'll go through the news websites. I'll go through the sports websites. I'll go through the business websites, whatever I'm interested in at the time, tech websites. And I'll pick the, the top articles that are interesting to me. I load them into Pocket so I can read them offline. And this one I loaded up just simply based on the uh, headline. And then I read it this morning because, well, I needed to have something to rant about. And that's what we're going to do right now, the morning rant. In a world full of often confusing messages about health, let Jared be your guide through the smoke screens of corporate greed, media bias, government ineptitude, and propaganda. When you see what is really happening, you'll be ranting too. It's time to expose the hidden agendas. It's time for the truth. It's time for the vital rant. It is time for the morning rant. Now, I've talked about antibiotics lots of times, but this is the headline that got me. And it's it's by my, we're getting to be friends, Maggie Fox and I from NBC News. It seems like I read an article from her from my rant darn near weekly lately. I, I really think three my last three rants have all been articles of hers. So, Maggie, thank you. I appreciate it. NBCnews.com. Uh, most of the time, what she writes, I would strongly disagree with. This time, she's just uh, telling it like it is, and frankly... Uh, doing us a little service. A third of antibiotic prescriptions are just wrong. That's the title. Now, what does that mean? Well, let's go through it. Nearly a third of all prescriptions written by antibiotics for antibiotics are just not needed, according to a new report issued on Tuesday. Despite decades of ever more frantic warnings from health officials, doctors are still writing prescriptions for colds, ear infections, and bronchitis, even though they do not help. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention are the ones saying this. Okay, so now the CDC and I are not, we don't see eye to eye. Uh, In fact, they're, generally speaking, kind of dumb, in my opinion. But sometimes they get it right. And one thing they're really concerned about is that antibiotics are life-saving drugs, according to Dr. Tom Frieden from the CDC. And that's true. You can save a life with an antibiotic. But if we continue to prescribe antibiotics unnecessarily, what happens? We create superbugs, bad stuff, things that you don't want, like MRSA and C. diff and all this kind of stuff. You know, like 23,000 people a year die in this country from antibiotic-resistant illnesses. These are infections that uh, didn't even exist before antibiotics, before 1946. These infections didn't exist. In fact, some of them didn't exist until the 80s and 90s. So we've got some real issues here because we're creating bugs we cannot kill by doing too much of this stuff. So losing these antibiotics, according to Frieden, would undermine our ability to treat patients with deadly infections, cancer, provide organ transplants, and save victims of burns and trauma. So the researchers, to figure out that a third of these antibiotic prescriptions are bogus, did uh, looked at 2010 and 2011, the most recent data that they had to work with. About 13% of all outpatient doctor visits, that, would, that adds up to 154 million visits a year, okay, result in an antibiotic prescription. 13%, so 154 antibiotic prescriptions per year. And nearly 30% of those prescriptions, or 47 million of them, are unnecessary, they calculated. 47 
seven million antibiotic prescriptions a year that are not necessary. So what does that mean? Well, these are the things they're being prescribed for. They include things like acute respiratory conditions, such as sinus infections, middle ear infections, sore throats, colds, bronchitis, bronchiolitis, asthma, allergies, influenza, and viral pneumonia. Sinusitis was the single diagnosis associated with the most antibiotic prescriptions per 1,000 people, they wrote. Drugs are not usually needed to treat sinus infections, which are often caused by fungus, and that is not affected by antibiotics. In fact, sinus infections are very simply treated by washing out your sinuses with a nasal wash and some saline solution or possibly using something like grapefruit seed extract or colloidal silver or something that does work on fungus and get it up in those sinuses and wipe it out instead of uh, antibiotics. So there's lots of ways to do this, right? You just need to educate yourself on that. Up to 70% of America, or sorry, of people with acute sinusitis recover without any prescribed medications, up to 70%, and yet we're receiving antibiotics for these things that antibiotics don't even treat, okay? Don't even treat. It's not like they're prescribing them and saying, well, you know, you'll get better faster because you're on antibiotic, and this will help you get better. No, they don't help at all. In fact, what do they do? Well, what do antibiotics do? We know that antibiotics wipe out probiotics. Probiotics are the good bacteria in the intestinal tract and in the sinuses and other places. And so that's what our body uses as its natural defense against bugs, against infections, whether it's viruses, whether it's fungus, okay? Because probiotics are critical against fungus, like what's in sinus infections. Whether it's yeast, whether it's anything like that, it doesn't matter. Probiotics are the primary defense mechanism. So we go in. We have a sinus infection. We go into our doc. We say, give me an antibiotic. The doctor says, oh, okay, I'll give you an antibiotic. Because later on in the article, it talks about how doctors are being badgered by their patients to get antibiotics. And I say this. Antibiotics and, well, prescriptions in general, that's a doctor's position. That's why we pay them the big bucks. So they can write us prescriptions for things that we really need prescriptions for. So if your doctor is so weak that he'll write you a prescription just because you're telling him you need one, not because it's the right thing, he ought not to be a doctor. But this is happening constantly in this country. These doctors are saying, oh, okay, I'll write a prescription for this antibiotic. This is the same doctors that are telling people who don't vaccinate that you're putting children and sick people at risk, right? Yeah, well, guess what, doc? By giving a prescription for something that does not need to be prescribed for, you're also putting those same people at risk. Because those are the people who end up with C. diff and MRSA and antibiotic-resistant superbugs because they're weak already and they're sick and they can't get better because we don't have an antibiotic strong enough to treat it anymore. Because we're over-prescribing antibiotics in this country to the tune of 47 million prescriptions a year. 47 million. There's only about 300 million of us in this country. That's an insanely large number. So back to what I was saying. You get on the antibiotic. You wipe out a bunch of good bacteria. And guess what happens? Your defenses are lower. So then you get another sinus infection. You get on another antibiotic. Oh, shoot. Now you have less good bacteria, less defense. So you have another sinus infection. 
and over and over the cycle goes and you get sicker and sicker without getting well. So if you find yourself in that position, get yourself on a really powerful probiotic and stay on it because they've proven six to 12 months just to recover from one 10-day run of antibiotics. Six to 12 months on a good potency 20 to 50 billion unit probiotic. You can do it a little faster if you get on something that works really well, like one I talked about a few weeks ago called Thrive, the ultra probiotic in my opinion, or another one called Back on Track. These are probiotics that build the system back up much faster than a regular probiotic, much more efficient. And I don't want to get into that because this is rant time, not probiotic time. But my point is, if we have doctors in this country that are willing to prescribe for things that ought not to be prescribed for, there's one of two issues going on. They either don't care about this really major health problem, and that's not okay. Okay, one of three things. Or they're too weak to fight a patient on what's right for the patient's body, which is the doctor's prerogative, right? That's why we give them the authority to decide what's right for our bodies. That's why they can write the scripts and we can't. Or they're too dumb to know what they should write an antibiotic for. Now, before I get all these phone calls and emails and everything else saying that I'm bashing on doctors, I want to believe, and I think it's true, that most docs aren't writing prescriptions for antibiotics when it's not necessary. I want to believe that. But a lot of them are, because 47 million of these things are being written every single year in this country. And that's according to the CDC, not according to some health and alternative medicine website. It's a problem. It needs to stop because we're making ourselves sicker by the day. So what's the take home from this? Don't ask your doc for antibiotics. Don't, period, ever. You go in there, you try and figure out what's wrong. If you want to use your doctor to diagnose that, that's fine. Let him or her decide what the best treatment is. And if he or she recommends an antibiotic, you research it yourself. You say, I've got this infection, and I should be on what to get over it? Because now you have the diagnosis, and now it's time for you to play doctor for a minute. And figure out if what your doctor is giving you is the right prescription. Because some antibiotics can be deadly. And that's the truth. We've talked about it here on Vitality Radio. So be cautious about that. Okay? That's the first thing. The second thing is, you're listening to a guy who's 43 years old. 44 in August. Getting old. I've been on one antibiotic pill in my entire life. One antibiotic pill. Not a run. A pill. I felt bad about it, so I got off of it. It was for a tooth, an abscess tooth. Those hurt. I was desperate. I took a pill, and I said, I'm not breaking my streak. No more antibiotics. And I got rid of the infection without an antibiotic. You can do it. It's not that I've never had an infection. I've had lots of infections. We all get infections. It's part of life. You get over them by getting educated and getting on top of it. You don't need antibiotics the vast majority of the time. You simply don't. All right. That's all I have to say other than this. Your doctor and you are the two people who can help determine your best uh, use of medicine, not me. I am far from your doctor. I don't want to be your doctor. And I don't want to be the one that tells you what you should be on, prescription, non-prescription, whatever else. 
not my position. But it is critical for you as the patient to take responsibility for your own health care, your own decisions as to what you put in your body or don't put in your body. Remember that. That's your responsibilities, responsibility and nobody else's. So don't give it to your doc. Don't give it to the government. Don't give it to me. It's your responsibility. Educate yourself. Okay, I've ranted enough. I'm going to go to the break. When we get back, we're going to talk about sports nutrition. We're going to talk about protein, creatine, citrulline, arginine, and so many other things that can help improve your performance. We'll talk about what works, what doesn't work, what's safe, what's not safe, and all that stuff. This is for adults and kids. So if you've got teenage athletes or even younger, you've got that eight-year-old soccer phenom and you're wondering what he or she should eat before a game, We'll talk about those kind of things coming up. That's what's next. You're listening to me, Jared St. Clair, on Vitality Radio. After decades of helping people with their nutritional supplement needs, I have observed something that seems almost universal. People seem to have a lot of products that they have experimented with. Some might have been recommended by a blogger online, others from a magazine article, and yet another by a friend or family member. Information is coming at us at a rapid pace nowadays, and everyone has an opinion. The problem is that there is only one really big wild card in health and nutrition, and that wild card is you. I know you've heard the infomercials, seen the ads, or talked to that neighbor who has that cure-all product that can do it all for your health. The problem is that supplement doesn't exist. What's right for your neighbor isn't always right for you. At Vitality Nutrition, we've been asking the right questions for years. What I mean by this is, we don't just sell supplements, we consult with our clients and ask them the key questions needed to make sure we match the right supplement to the right person. If you feel better about a team approach to your health, give us a call and one of our well-educated Vitality team members will answer your questions and help you find just what it is that you need to address your health concerns, naturally. You can reach us at 801-292-6662, that's 801-292-6662, or drop us an email, info at vitalityradiopod.com, that's info at vitalityradiopod.com. Welcome back to Vitality Radio. I am Jared St. Clair, and I'm your host every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking about health, nutrition, wellness, fitness, anything that I can possibly tell you to help improve your vitality and find the best you. That's what we're all about at Vitality Radio. Vitality Radio, always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful, 107 South, 500 West is the address. Phone number? 801-292-6662. You can find us online, vitalitynutrition.com. I was checking it out the other day, and uh, people like us online. It's kind of cool. We got a lot of good reviews on Google. Thank you for that. A lot of good reviews on Yelp, most of which Yelp won't use, which is weird. So <laughs> I don't know what the deal is with that, but that eh, is what it is. All right, so we ranted about antibiotics. Bad stuff a lot of times. 47 million of them prescribed a year that shouldn't be prescribed. Isn't that crazy? But now it's time to get into the positive stuff. We're going to talk about sports nutrition for the rest of the show. Got about an half, a half an hour left. And I, whenever I talk about sports nutrition, maybe it's because we're on a sports radio uh, program. I don't know, down here in Salt Lake City. But it gets big reviews. People really like it. I want to go a little different approach than I've ever done before because I think it's one of the most common things 
that people don't know much about in sports nutrition, and that's protein. So let's start with protein. What is whey protein? It's the most commonly used sports nutrition supplement. Does anybody know what it really is? Some of you know a lot about it. Others probably don't know much. Whey and casein are the two types of protein found in milk. Whey protein is the most commonly used for a couple of reasons. It's more plentiful. It tastes a whole heck of a lot better. Uh, casein sort of salty and weird tasting. Uh, and so there's, and it's a byproduct of cheese manufacturing. So there, years ago, people just tossed the stuff. Uh, now it's used as a protein source and the most popular one. In fact, it's so popular that whey prices have gone up exponentially over the last few years because the supply cannot meet the demand. So we're talking about stuff that a lot of people are using, but I think a lot of people don't understand. So whey protein. There are a couple kinds of whey protein. There are three, actually. Whey isolate and whey concentrate and also whey hydrolysate or hydrolysate, depending on how you say the eight. Whey concentrate, by far the most common. That's what you're going to find in most proteins, especially the big five, six-pound bags and bottles that you find at places like Costco and Walmart and whatever. And most gyms, most health food stores are selling them as well. And a lot of times they'll try and fool the consumer by saying that it's an isolate concentrate combination. But when they say that, I will tell you this, that means it's 90-something percent concentrate and maybe 1 or 2 or 3 percent isolate because isolate costs about two and a half times as much. And so they're not using it because it's a lot more expensive. But is it better? Well, that's a little bit of a mixed bag. I'll say this. In most cases, yes, it's better. What's the difference? Concentrated whey has 80% protein. Isolated whey has 90% protein. That doesn't sound like a huge difference, except that when you figure out what the 10% is that's missing in the isolate, that's where your issues are. Because that's where the lactose is. It's where the fat is. It's where the other carbohydrates are. Not that fat and carbohydrates are necessarily a bad thing in the ratios that we're talking about in whey protein, but they do make it much more challenging to digest the protein. If you ever take a protein shake and you feel gassy and bloated afterwards, oftentimes that's the lactose in there that's bugging you. And you say, well, I'm not lactose intolerant. Well, to a degree, all of us are a little lactose intolerant, actually. It's kind of interesting. Lactose is not a... a uh, sugar that our bodies have a natural response to, to uh, or a natural uh, method to break down. And so once the uh, lactose gets in there, it can really cause some issues. So when you get to an, is- an isolate, you have no lactose. You also have no fat. Uh, I like fat. Fat's good. I talk about it all the time. I talk about fat being one of the best things you can put in your body if it's a good quality fat. Uh, but Still, you're paying more for fat, carbohydrates, sugars, and things like that when you get a concentrate versus an isolate because you're going to get a, a more protein on a scoop-by-scoop scoop basis than you would uh, with a concentrate. So that's the first thing. Most what I call economy whey proteins, the kind of stuff you can get for 50 or 60 bucks in a bag or a box or a can uh, at the big box stores or even the health food stores or gyms, are concentrate. And they are from the kind of lowest grade way out there. And I'll talk about the different grades because that's how they get it to you for 50 bucks for five pounds or six pounds. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad product, but it's just the low end of the scale, basically. And so when you're looking at proteins, the question is, how do you want to supplement your protein? Do you want to go to the lower end of the scale? You want to go to the higher end of the scale? Well, it's all about money, right? 
I mean, that's the, the first thing we take into consideration. Because as an example, um, at Vitality Nutrition, we have a product that's five pounds for 55 bucks, which is actually a really good value. And we have one that's two pounds for 58 bucks. Five pounds for 55, two pounds for 58. That's a big difference, right? Well, the differences are this, concentrate versus isolate, naturally sweetened and flavored versus artificially sweetened and flavored. That's the, those are the first things. But now the grades. I consider there to be basically two grade levels of protein. And this is whey protein according to Jared, but for what it's worth. You can get the good stuff, what I consider the good stuff, and that's the stuff that has not been treated, that comes from cows that have not been treated with antibiotics or hormones. So you're not getting those antibiotics or hormones. If you listen to the rant a few minutes ago, you know how I feel about too many antibiotics. Well, if the cattle are getting antibiotics, you're getting them too. Don't forget that. So we get rid of those things. We grass feed the cows. They have a healthier milk, much higher nutrient density, which means you're going to get better nutrient density in your protein. So all of that gets better. And then the question is, do you want to spend the money for that? It's not the same as premium gas versus regular gas. There's a much bigger gap between those two things. And so when you're looking at it, you really need to focus on that and figure out how you want to go. Because the truth of the matter is you're going to digest a whey protein isolate much, much more efficiently, much more efficiently. We're going to talk about protein assimilation here in a minute. And if you get the stuff that doesn't have any of that other garbage in it, you're going to be healthier because of it. So you do, there is a big difference in terms of the different qualities of protein out there. Now, there's a new one that we have introduced at Vitality Nutrition. Technically, it's not introduced yet. We've been having some labeling and packaging problems, but it'll be introduced soon. You can come get a free sample if you ask for it, uh, and we'll let you try it. But it's, it's an isolate that has none of those other things, totally clean source, no artificial anything. It's what I'm feeding my family. And it's an amazing protein for a really amazing value. In fact, one of the things that's cool about it is once we do get it, we're going to do refills for people so you don't have to waste the plastic container. You bring the container back in, we refill it and give you five free servings. How's that? Pretty cool. So anyway, there's some options out there. Those are the first things. But what about protein? One of the biggest questions I hear is how much protein do I need and how much can I absorb at one time? So if I take 50 grams of protein at one time and absorb it. And the answer is a resounding absolutely not. You cannot. This is why. This is how protein works. It's actually pretty interesting. They've studied this and figured that basically a liquid protein source like whey protein mixed in water or milk or, you know, whatever. There's about an hour and a half of time that that protein is in the gut where it can actually be absorbed and digested. An hour and a half. Okay. But our bodies can only digest and assimilate about 10 grams per hour, which means that if you take 15 grams at one time, that's going to be about your max. Interesting, isn't it? Because the average protein supplement is 20 to 30 grams per serving. Now, how do you improve your odds? This is actually really cool. What they found, they did a study, and they tested one hour, one and a half hours, two hours, two and a half hours, three hours, four hours, what the nitrogen content was in people who had taken protein. That's the key element that we're looking for, okay? That tells us how many amino acids are circulating in the blood and so on and so forth. And what they found was with regular whey protein concentrate, you got about a 30% increase in nitrogen, but 
when you add digestive enzymes to that, you got about a 110% increase. 30% versus 110%. That's dramatic. Now, earlier studies showed at least a 40% increase, but that's way higher than that. And it's considered probably the best study to be done on that so far. 110%. And if you took a few more enzymes, 127%. Just got better. How's that for cool? So that takes your 10 grams per hour and increases it to more like 30. Interesting. So back to the question of how much protein. Well, this is interesting too. When you look at the how much protein, according to the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, an athlete needs one gram of protein per kilogram of body weight. We're in America, so we'll go to pounds, okay? If you weigh 200 pounds, you need about 90 grams of protein a day, according to the American Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. So you weigh 200 pounds, 90 grams. You weigh 100 pounds, 45 grams. You get the math. Men and women doesn't make a difference as far as this goes. But then they say that's just to maintain the current muscle mass. If you want to gain muscle, you got to go all the way up to 1.4 to 1.8 grams, which means that you're talking 126 to 160 grams of protein per day for a 200-pound man. 126 to 160 grams. So the question I have is if this is true, why is it true? And my answer is this, because whey protein is actually more efficient than chicken or eggs in terms of how your body digests and breaks down the protein. Isn't that interesting? But it's not that efficient. But if you add enzymes to it, digestive enzymes, which I talk about all the time on Vitality Radio, right? It makes things a lot better. So when they're doing these studies and they're saying you need 126 grams of protein if you're 200 pounds to build muscle, maybe you really don't. Maybe you really need 60 grams or 70 grams because your enzymes increased your bioavailability by triple. Maybe taking less protein more often would be an extremely useful thing to do. So there are things you can do to really enhance the absorption and assimilation of the protein that you eat. And that doesn't matter if it's in whey protein or if it's in a can of tuna fish. The enzymes are going to help you break down that protein, get the amino acids where they need to be. And specifically, they found that the branched-chain amino acids and glutamine, the most critical amino acids for muscle building, were enhanced dramatically by adding enzymes. Dramatically. Big, big difference. So if you're taking a protein supplement, please take a digestive enzyme, period. It is a huge thing. I'm not going to get into enzymes and potency and all that stuff. You can come talk to us at Vitality Nutrition. We'll explain what works. But that is incredibly important. Big deal. Don't waste your money on protein if you're not willing to take the enzymes to help you uh, assimilate the protein. I guess that's basically the takeaway. And look at the quality of the protein you're taking. If you have questions, certainly call us at Vitality Nutrition, 801-292-6662. Okay, i got to cut to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about pre-workout. Is there such a thing as a supplement or a combination of supplements that actually makes you perform better on the field, in the gym, in the pool, whatever? And if so, what are they and are they safe? That's what we'll talk about when we come back. You're listening to me, Jared St. Clair, on Vitality Radio. Insurgent Sports Nutrition is a brand new sports supplement company with a unique philosophy, refuse to conform. In the sports nutrition industry, one company starts something and has some success and everyone else tends to follow their lead. What you end up with is a bunch of Me Too products that don't add up to anything special. 
what you typically see on the market are formulas with all kinds of ingredients that look good on the label, but do very little to advance your training and performance. At Insurgents, our motto is, everything you need, nothing you don't. While many brands put the right ingredients in a product, most don't put the right dose. There are clinical trials for a reason, to prove not only if an ingredient works, but also how much of that ingredient it takes to provide the desired effect. At Insurgents, we won't add an ingredient to a formula unless we can add the clinically effective dose. Our first formula is our Insurgents pre-workout. Pre-workouts nowadays are a dime a dozen. They even sell them at the big box stores. The vast majority of pre-workouts on the market are overdosed on caffeine and other stimulants and underdosed on the stuff that actually increases your performance. Insurgents pre-workout has all of the most critical ingredients to improve endurance, strength, energy, and without the crash that comes with a mega dose of stimulants. Insurgents pre-workout comes with or without caffeine and has no additional stimulants. If you want a truly effective, hype-free pre-workout that tastes great, is free of artificial colors, and absolutely does the job, refuse to conform and join the insurgents. For more information about Insurgents Pre-Workout, call Vitality Nutrition, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. All righty, welcome back to Vitality Radio. So happy to be here with you today. It's a beautiful overcast Saturday, and I love overcast Saturdays. It's just, it's amazing. You know, these are the kind of days when you go out and it's a spring day and you're thinking, God, my lawn is like 18 inches long. I better mow it. And you're so grateful because it's overcast. And so you don't have to have that sun beating down on you. Not that there's anything wrong with that sun beating down on you. We need our vitamin D. We need that sunshine. But I love a day like this. And if you don't love a day like this, you got to look at those clouds. Look at how beautiful it is out there. It's amazing. You're listening to me, Jared St. Clair, on Vitality Radio. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's always a pleasure to bring the show to you. Vitality Radio, always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition and Bountiful, 107 South, 500 West. Call us if you have questions about anything you hear on the show. Anytime after 10 o'clock today is when we open our doors, 801-292-6662. And please join us online, vitalitynutrition.com. Okay, so I was talking about sports nutrition before the break. Now, pre-workout. What do you take pre-workout to improve your results? What's safe? What works? What does all this stuff do? Pre-workout supplements are huge now. There's so many of them out there. We carry maybe six or eight at Vitality, maybe 10. I don't know. We have quite a few. And there are a thousand more where those came from. We've had to be really particular to make sure we get ones that we think are really good. And you got to be cautious in sports nutrition because there's a lot of junk out there and a lot of things that are maybe not as safe as they ought to be. So I want to talk about the individual components of a pre-workout supplement or the things you can do individually if you want to without a pre-workout supplement. I'm going to start with something called creatine. You've all heard of it, I'm sure. It's got this kind of mixed wrap, bad wrap, good wrap, depending on who you ask. But what is it, and how does it work, and does it work? Check out the science on creatine. It's actually pretty cool. So creatine, let's get rid of the baloney first. The baloney on creatine is it's really dangerous stuff. you got to be cautious. Please don't give it to your kids. I've got two teenage athletes. One's a swimmer and a bodybuilder. The other one's a basketball player. 
Both of them have access to creatine at all times with very specific directions on how to use it. That's all you've got to do to keep your kids safe with creatine if you're concerned about it. And we can help you with that at Vitality. But aside from that, how do we know what's good creatine and what's bad? Well, I'll tell you, if it's creatine monohydrate, run away. <laughs> okay? Creatine monohydrate is basic creatine. It's been around since I was 18 years old. And there's really nothing that good about it. I mean, and it works. It does work. Okay? But that's the one that should get sort of the bad reputation because it kind of dehydrates the cells, um, puts a lot of water into the muscle tissue, makes you sort of puffy and bloated in the muscle tissue. You have to load with it. You have to take it every day. You have to take more than you really need because your body's not that efficient with it. It's the cheapest creatine on a gram per gram basis, but it's not the most economical creatine because you've got to take so dang much of it. So the better creatines, my two favorites being creatine chelate, creatine magnesium chelate specifically, and creatine known as crealkaline, you actually take so much less and get such a higher benefit that in reality it costs you less money too. So make sure you're getting a good creatine. That's the first thing. If you do that, you don't have to take them daily. You can take them just when you work out. You don't take enough that it's going to dehydrate the cells. And you actually get a better result. But what are the results? Very interesting stuff. Way back in 1997 in Belgium... Way back in 1997 in Belgium, they did a bunch of research, and it was a 10-week weight training program. And what they were testing was the one-rep max. In other words, you get under the bench or you get on the squat rack, and what's the max you can push? My son, almost 17 years old, just did 225 on the bench. That's pretty good for a kid who's 158 pounds or something like that, right? Better than my one-rep max. Pretty impressive. Um does he use creatine? Yeah, he uses crealkaline before every workout, but that's beside the point. The one rep max, what can creatine do for that? Check it out. On average, across 16 studies, over 10% increase. So if you could do 200 pounds, you're doing 220. That's impressive. That's a big difference, right? In one study, 25% increase on the squat. 25%? That's insane. Big numbers. They've shown 6% increase in one study on bench press, but the average across 16 studies, 10% increase in one rep max. So if you're looking to max out, you're looking to hit your, your personal record, creatine might be a good option. What about this? Studies have also shown that it enables subjects to complete more reps with a given weight. So what they did is they put people at 85% of their max, Okay, and they increased as much as 40% how many reps they could do at that 85%. But on average, over the 16 studies, 15% increase over a placebo. 15% number of reps you could perform at 85% of your maximum. Huge. Okay, There's more, too. The studies go on and on and on. But the one I want to go get to, because I think it's one of the most confusing things, is how you use creatine if you're not a weightlifting person. You're more of a runner or a swimmer or an endurance athlete. And that's more what you're concerned about. Check this out. The exercise and performance that are improved with creatine, various types of short-term, all-out cycling, sprinting, 
repeated jumping, swimming, soccer, kayaking, rowing, and of course, weightlifting, which was which we've already talked about, right? The greatest improvements in athletic performance seem to be found during a series of repetitive high-power output exercise bouts. For example, following a short rest period of 20 to 60 seconds after a short sprint, speed may be increased on the second bout of sprinting. Athletic performance during these latter bouts of exercise can be increased by 5 to 20%. What does that mean? If you're a soccer player, a football player, a basketball player, a sprinter, those types of things where you get a little break and then you run really hard and then you get a little break and then you run really hard, 5 to 20% increase in speed and performance. Pretty impressive, right? Okay, the next thing I want to talk about, L-citrulline. Most people have not heard of L-citrulline. Maybe you've heard of L-arginine. L-citrulline is like L-arginine's underappreciated little brother who's actually bigger, stronger, and badder than L-arginine's. <laughs> the bigger brother. Okay. This is actually really interesting stuff. What can L-citrulline do? I'm going to have to cut to the chase. I've only got 10 minutes left. Increase your branch chain amino acid uptake and utilization. That's big. Increases nitric oxide and recycles itself as arginine up to four times, which makes it four times as efficient as arginine in most studies. Increases muscles' ability to work harder. Increases the speed of recovery. Increases growth hormone post-workout. And increases... Um, and works best, okay, this is really interesting, with untrained athletes. People are just getting back into the gym or into the gym for the first time. People are saying, hey, I think I'm going to run a marathon this year. Yeah, sure, the biggest thing I've ever done is a 5K. Interesting, right? L-citrulline might be your best friend. Is it safe? It's incredibly safe. They can't find a problem with L-citrulline, period. In fact, it's so good for you that cardiologists are now recommending it as a heart health nutrient because it's amazing for your heart and cardiovascular system. L-arginine, a lot of the same things with citrulline, but you got to understand citrulline is just plain better. So a combination of the two makes a lot of sense or just L-citrulline. If you're looking for a pre-workout and you want a really good one, make sure it's got a bunch of L-citrulline in it. And don't worry about the arginine too much. Okay, That's a big deal. Branch chain amino acids. And we talk about this, and branched-chain amino acids are awesome. They're critical. They're in protein, but when you take them isolated pre-workout or during workout, they increase your performance quite dramatically, actually. They put off what's called um, uh, they, they put off uh, muscle exhaustion, muscle fatigue, lactic acid buildup in the muscle tissue. And right now, at Vitality, we're actually doing our vital aminos, which is a branched-chain amino acid combination, uh, for buy one bottle, get two free simply due to an overrun that we made. We're trying to unload these things. For 30 bucks, you get $90 worth of branched chain amino acids. If you've never used them pre-workout, please give it a shot. We're selling to cyclists, runners, triathletes, and gym rats. Anybody that's doing any of that kind of stuff, really, really cool what branched chain aminos can do for you. So check those out. Okay, uh, one more thing I want to hit. Beta alanine. Love beta alanine. The benefits of it boosts explosive muscular strength and power output, increases muscle mass, boosts muscular anaerobic endurance. Okay, that's going to be weight training type endurance. Uh, increases aerobic endurance, running, cycling, swimming, so on. Increases exercise capacity so that you can train harder for longer. And how does it do it? It buffers the acids in the muscle tissue that are formed when you start working out, when your muscles are. are um, being pushed. Okay. So when that's happening, 
what's happening is your muscles are starting to get weak and tired because those acids are building up and slowing down the ability of the muscle to perform. Beta alanine buffers that by introducing carnosine into the muscle tissue. And they found that it only takes four weeks to get amazing increases in carnosine, 40 to 60%, which makes a huge difference in your muscle's ability to work out. Now, one thing you need to know about beta alanine, it's very safe. They've done now, so far, 12-week studies of continual use with zero side effects other than it does have some vasodilating benefits, and so it kicks your blood out to the muscle tissue, or sorry, to the surface of the skin a little bit, can make you feel a little tingly. That's not, I guess it's a side effect, but it's not a dangerous side effect. Doesn't It makes you feel a little strange, but it doesn't hurt, okay? So that's beta alanine. So beta alanine, L-citrulline, maybe L-arginine, but more, supposed, more importantly, L-citrulline and creatine, in my opinion, the three biggest pre-workout things along with your branch chain amino acids. So, so those are the big four, okay? And I consider them safe for all ages. So if you've got a, a son or a daughter who's doing youth sports, absolutely. Just make sure that you recognize weight is a big part of this. An adult dose is considered 150 to 200 pounds. So if you've got an 80-year-old, 80-year-old, 80-pound child, you're going to reduce the dose significantly, You know, maybe in half or even a third. Try that out. If you have questions about doing this safely, come talk to us at Vitality Nutrition or give us a call, 801-292-6662. So those are your pre-workout things. Those are the things that we can do to improve our athletic performance naturally and safely and that actually have clinical research backing their use. I'm going to cut to one more break. When I come back, I'm going to have a couple of tips to make you a happier person and make those around you happier as well. That's what we'll talk about when we come back. You're listening to me. My name is Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. After decades of helping people with their nutritional supplement needs, I have observed something that seems almost universal. People seem to have a lot of products that they have experimented with. Some might have been recommended by a blog or online, others from a magazine article, and yet another by a friend or family member. Information is coming at us at a rapid pace nowadays, and everyone has an opinion. The problem is that there is only one really big wild card in health and nutrition, and that wild card is you. I know you've heard the infomercials, seen the ads, or talked to that neighbor who has that cure-all product that can do it all for your health. The problem is, that supplement doesn't exist. What's right for your neighbor isn't always right for you. At Vitality Nutrition, we've been asking the right questions for years. What I mean by this is, we don't just sell supplements, we consult with our clients and ask them the key questions needed to make sure we match the right supplement to the right person. If you feel better about a team approach to your health, give us a call and one of our well-educated Vitality team members will answer your questions and help you find just what it is that you need to address your health concerns naturally. You can reach us at 801-292-6662, that's 801-292-6662, or drop us an email, info at vitalityradiopod.com. That's info at vitalityradiopod.com. Welcome back to Vitality Radio. So good to have you on board. We've got just a few minutes left. The show went way too fast, as always. 
Uh, at least for me, anyway. Probably not for you. But anyway, hey, Vitality Radio brought to you by Vitality Nutrition and Wellness Clinic in Bountiful at 107 South, 500 West. Call us at 801-292-6662. Okay, so the last thing I want to bring to you today comes from our body, mind, spirit guru, Holly, at Vitality Nutrition and Wellness Clinic. She always has very wise words for us, and this is what she says. Reckless words pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. That's from Proverbs twelve eighteen. What does that mean? Everything we think or say has the potential to create healing energy or harm ourselves and potentially hurt others. The words we speak have power. They are more powerful than most people realize. The words that come out of our mouths, both verbally and written, have the power to bring tears to one's eyes or put a smile on their face. This week, I challenge you to become aware of the words you are speaking and texting in all your interactions. Pay special attention to the words you repeat in your mind. Remember, our thoughts turn into words, then actions, which manifest our reality. All right, so there you go. Positive words make a big difference, too. Not just positive thinking, but all of that around, especially what you say to other people. And be especially cautious when you're talking to your children. You're talking to your children, build them up, give them the positivity. This world can just drag you down sometimes, right? So make sure you're using those positive words to build those kids up so that they know that no matter what's going on out there in their world, what's going on with their friends, what's going on with teachers or anything else, that you love them and care about them and that you'll buoy them up. Positivity is huge. Keep the negative talk, self-talk, and talk to other people to a minimum because it does no good. Okay, positivity, real, real value in that. Okay, so we're wrapping up the show today. It's been a good one, I hope. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have questions, you can call us at 801-292-6662. I love bringing this show to you. Thank you so much for giving me your ear. If you like what you hear, go tell somebody. Let's get this audience bigger and bigger. It is growing. I get more and more feedback on the show all the time, and I sure appreciate it. Get yourself out there and enjoy this beautiful Saturday and hopefully with your friends and family, because that's who matters most. Thank you so much for listening to me. My name is Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio. You've been listening to the Vitality Radio Podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair, produced by Elizabeth Joy Windham, with very limited help from Jared. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vitality Radio. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA. This podcast is provided with the understanding that the information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a medical professional. Thank you.